0: tuning into the real estate matters most podcast on this show we'll provide information on real estate including a list of do's and don'ts and any relatable real estate topics and also any questions that the viewers may have thank you and enjoy the podcast what's going on guys uh, what is going on hope everybody is having a great midweek um, I'm probably going to have some kids busting inside of here, given the fact that we are on um, summer break. They'll be going back soon. So uh, just get prepared for that. Uh, my name is Jermaine. I'm with the Robertson team at AZ and Associates Real Estate Group. And this episode of uh, Real Estate Matters, we're going to talk a little bit about Tiger Woods. And uh, you might think, why are we talking about Tiger Woods on a real estate podcast We're talking about Tiger Woods on a real estate podcast because Tiger Woods is ultimately awesome. And now I've been a follower of him uh, for a long time, ever since I learned how to keep score or keep track of golf, um, when I learned what a hole in one was, when I learned what a birdie, an eagle, a par, uh, when I learned about the different courses, um, became familiar with the different athletes. Uh, that performed on it and, and even watching women's golf. Uh, I, I followed like Michelle we coming up, uh, the first, uh, the first, uh, what was she? The first woman to play on the pro PGA, uh, tournament. And, uh, so yeah, I've been, uh, I've been following, uh, I've been following golf for, I would say for over, over 15, over 15 years. So, um, I, I think it's an interesting sport, and besides that when the iPod or the the iPod first came out um I had the tiger woods golf game on it which was pretty dope during my downtime my leisure time um i would uh i would play it quite a bit and i and I have to tell you something for a video game it was fairly um it was a fairly accurate uh it was a fairly accurate game in in terms of being able to hit pars and um, being able to shoot different courses and whatnot. But uh, Tiger, it looks like Tiger is uh, currently for this year his purse uh, is a little bit over ten million dollars. Um, that's impressive. I think he makes more money in his endorsements. Um, I think he does better in. Um, maybe some of his other ventures versus uh versus golf, but that is his primary that's his first love and um uh, I think the only person that he was actually chasing after was oh, I think they I think his nickname was the Golden Bear or something like that, which was uh, Jack Nicholson uh he had won more more major events. And uh they thought it was a record that could not be broken. They thought it was a feat that was un uh, it was just impossible to kind of accomplish. and especially given the fact that, and sad to say it, tiger being an african American, um this being a predominantly white sport, it is what it is. Um, the cool thing was at the same time when he was coming into the golf scene, Serena and Venus Williams was also coming into, um, the tennis scene. So there was a huge, um, influx of, of new viewers actually coming to look at these two different sports. And, uh, they were both, both in, in both their individual sports, they were actually crushing it and crushing their competition, um, along the way. And, I'm going to tell you something that just came in my mind. The, the commonality amongst Tiger Woods and Venus and Serena Williams is they both had the mentorship of their fathers, um, which kind of just gave me another idea about where I want to go with my kids. But uh, nevertheless, um, Tiger Woods is a pretty phenomenal uh, golfer to say the very least, and they actually have him rated as the number one most recognizable uh, athlete in the world, which is uh, pretty dope considering uh, uh, soccer players are pretty uh, synonymous with uh, being very popular in their particular sport, wherever it might be. at. So the reason why we're talking about Tiger on, on uh, Real Estate Matters is because he's getting ready to if he hasn't already, I, I don't watch a whole lot of TV. I just I catch little snippets here and there, um, but anything um, related to something like this, I think is is definitely newsworthy to talk about. But he's, I believe, he's getting ready to surpass the record for most PGA Tour wins, uh, the most final wins, or the most biggest tournament wins, which is pretty dope. Because ultimately, if anybody has been following this guy. When and, and I'm not going to go into his bedroom because I'm a firm believer that what happens between a husband and a wife, that's none of my business. I'm not even going to get in, in, involved in it. Uh, but after that, that debacle or that situation with him and his wife, and um, you know, the countless other women and whatever was going on, I mean, his career was to say the least, his career, I mean, he had. Um, sponsors like Nike and Wheaties and Hank—he just had so many sponsors that were like jumping ship. They were like, "We're done. Like, we can't be tied to this." Um, you know. And the sad thing was, it was his own personal bit. Like, that's between him and his wife. Like, what is? Like, like I, I get it. You, you have to create this certain level of brand um, recognition with the people that you're sponsoring. But he wasn't like he just made a you know, a moral decision. I'm not forgiving it. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't have an opinion about his sex life. That's that's completely up to him. And how do we know his wife wasn't down with that, to be honest? But truth of the matter is, is after that whole thing, it kind of broke out, um, his career literally, like people were like, dude's dead. He's like done. And literally he was, he was struggling, uh, through a lot of different tournaments and he was coming in like 20th 30th like for a guy who's used to finishing number one number two maybe number three or coming back and just really taking control of the situation he was doing horrible he was doing absolutely horrible And he was having all types of uh, physical issues on top of, you know, divorce and other things that was coming out and women making all these accusations and all these other things that were kind of happening. then his caddy uh, walked off and, and then his other caddies wrote a book or something crazy about it. Like literally at the time when something totally personal came out, everybody that he thought was his friend jumped ship on him like every single person, like every day you would hear about another person, like we're out team tiger. No, we're not, we're not down with that. And I'm like, well, what did he do? Um, because last time I checked, they still got R Kelly, like on, I believe I can fly and like making all these other videos with all these other entertainers. But he made a decision that was something, you know, immoral between him and his wife. Anyways, long story short, he was having, uh, I believe, he was having lower back problems. He was having uh, other type of other type of uh, medical issues uh, related to just the wear and tear on how he was playing golf. And literally, just to kind of sum it up, the dude was counted out straight up. He was counted out, and it was kind of sad because I really, I really related uh, Tiger Woods to like Mike Tyson. Because when Cuss died, uh, it kind of felt like it was Cuss, and then he had another trainer that was with him and Cuss. That trainer ended up dying like a year, two years later. It really kind of felt like everybody that was really looking out for his interests was no longer there, and it kind of felt, uh, it kind of felt the same way with Tiger. Like after his father passed away, it was kind of like, oh man, is this what happens? Do you fall off? Is you know, does it was the support really just in these one or two individuals that were around you. So I really was kind of relating these two individuals to be in, you know, the same because Tyson, same thing. He was going through a bunch of different issues. Then he ends up, you know, hitting the canvas in Tokyo against uh, Buster Douglas. And it was just a spiral downhill after that. So, uh, you know, it just looked like a rerun of what was going on with other uh, professional athletes prior to that is is he was just looking like it was just getting bad, bad, bad. And, and, um, you know, ultimately, it did not look like he was going to be able to resuscitate his career. And everybody, I I swear, everybody was counting him out. And I just kind of sat there when I'd catch a little event or, or a golf tournament and I'd see where he was placed at. I just sit there and say, wow, that's um uh, that's a rough, that's a rough fall from uh, uh, from the top of the mountain all the way down to the point where they're looking at you like, yeah, we don't think Tiger's gonna be able to make it. And so now here we are now, 2019. Um, years have passed since then. I mean, his ex-wife is actually pregnant by some ex-NFL football player or whatnot. And He's moved on, and now we're a couple years later. People are starting to be like, okay, because I think Michael Jordan actually had an issue like that as well, now that I think about with his wife Juanita uh, Jordan. And um, that was just kind of looked past. So it kind of makes you wonder who did Tiger Woods piss off uh, to have his whole situation just kind of exposed, because you know it was going on for a long time. Uh, But anyways, long story short – Couple years go by. He's like literally. He's like he's like the he's he's horrible. He's horrible. He's playing horrible. Uh, It's just it just looked like a big old pity party out there on the golf course, and nobody thought he would come back. And I read an article, or I I seen an I seen an article, or read something uh, either today or yesterday, which kind of prompted me to do this this video um, to do this podcast, which was. Um, the goat, the greatest of all time is going to, uh, break all the records. And it, and it got me to thinking, it got me to thinking about how plastic people are. And I can tell you from experience, he was down, like dude was down. Like, um, I, I told my wife about this scenario where something happened to me and, um, when i looked up and i thought there were people who had my back like it was bad like when i looked around like they were running out the door with the people who were doing things to me and when you when you have people turn on you under circumstances that you think that somebody would get your back it's a little it's 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 a little um how can i say it? it's uh it's a defeating feeling it feels very lonely very defeating and I can only imagine on that kind of scale, I mean, literally, if you remember what was going on with Tiger at that time, there was, uh, there was like, I don't know, he had like a harem. All I imagine was like the biggest hotel room, like the whole top floor just full with women and Tiger sitting there in like a leopard skin, like G string or something crazy. And, you know, it was going down. Like, how did all those women get inside the room? Like, who went and got them? Was Tiger out there grabbing, like, these chicks, or were they, like, just take them all in a room? Anyways, but I could only imagine on a scale that big um, that he was able to really kind of have a normal life because he was getting hammered. And he was going through, he was going through that. Then he was going through, and, and I'm not saying any of this to feel bad for him. I'm I'm going to get to my point. I haven't lost my train of thought. I'm saying this, that he was going through um, that situation, which may have been going on longer than what we had known. Um, you know, his wife was like, I'm out. Uh, he was having back problems um his sponsors were like every day a different sponsor was like they had a list of sponsors they were like this sponsor this sponsor this sponsor they're out and they were doing the numbers and the math and they were like this is how much he's going to lose and when his wife leaves him this is how much she's going to take and it was just compounding and you got everybody walking out the door so my point being is he was resilient and and the way kind of every the way everybody counted him out and kind of the way that he was playing, it almost looked like he was on his farewell victory tour, um, you know, or his farewell retirement tour of the PGA, because ultimately he wasn't playing his best. And the crazy thing is Tiger fought through not. Um, sorry about that. Tiger fought through not playing his ultimate best. And that's really hard to do because you can't ever tell if you're going to get back to where you need to be. Uh, you can't. You can't sometimes see the victory. You can't sometimes see uh, how good you really are because everything around you just looks so bleak and despair that sometimes it's easier to fall into what you believe to be the truth versus what really is the truth. And he was struggling out there. I mean, there was people that were not as good as him that were literally. Um, making strong uh, runs at his position, and he kept swinging. He did whatever he needed to do to become the person that now they're they're bringing back and saying. Look at what he's doing. Look at him. Now all the sponsors are coming back. Now all the friends are coming back. Now the announcers have nothing but positive things to say to him or about him. And the fact is, is whatever they were crucifying him for was none of their business in the first place. If you ever read that Michael Jordan book, uh, it wasn't Michael Jordan. It was Tim Grover. Um, I believe it was called, uh, let me see if I have it up here. I do have it somewhere up here, and if anybody wants to know what it is, I will definitely tell them. But Tim Grover wrote in his book because he was the trainer for Michael Jordan for a long time. Um, he's the one that actually was like getting him right to where he needs to be before Phil Jackson and anything else. He was like there, and he said, "Man, if anything, Tiger should he should have been like, this is none of your business, and he should have never said anything to anybody because the fact of the matter, it was none of nobody's business between him and his wife." period point blank it wasn't for the media to crucify him his sponsors it wasn't for nobody else to know or crucify him it should have just been like dude whatever i'm out um but you know at that time you know who would have known that he was going to that was going to happen and and he was going to be in that position so he ends up coming back he ends up making a full recovery Um, and, and that, and I, and I'm so intrigued by this whole story because, you know, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty crucial to be able to come out of a mental bubble like that, where it just looks like, you know, you know, to be crushed or feel like you're being crushed to come out and just say, you know what, this ain't the end of the world. Um, there's going to be better days and I have to keep fighting through it. I have to keep swinging through it. I have to keep finding a way. Through it. And that's so often the kind of conversations that we're always having with our clients when it comes time for them to sell a house or buy a house. We're always constantly un, uh, instilling in them that, listen, nothing worth having is easy. I guarantee Tiger could have said, I got enough money. I'm good. You know, it is what it is. And he could have gracefully bowed out. Uh, because he said my back is injured, you know it just makes sense. I'm going to have long term issues with this. So guess what? You know I'm going to go ahead and go this route versus coming in last place on numerous occasions, steadily being out there. I mean, looking like a rookie. I mean, it was looking bad. To just saying, you know what? He he faced his way back into a position of excellence, and he came back with a resilience that was like unbecoming a human being. And the fact of the matter is, is God makes us all created equally. So why would we ever feel like that's just something for Tiger? That's just something for Jordan. That's just something for Phil. That's just something for Serena. That's just something for Venus. That's just something for them versus something for us. And the cool thing about um about being able to see these athletes and these superstars is when you combine their skills and abilities with your faith, then your the skills and ability in the faith ultimately says that you have that same ability locked in you. The problem is the majority of us are a lot like Tiger Woods um, after the back injury, after the infidelity, after the divorce, after the, the sponsorship leaving, after um, uh, you know being crucified inside of the Inside of the public uh the public opinion, and most of us just kind of just lay there and just say, "All right, I'm done. this is it. gotta quit, gotta split and just call it a day And I think he's a real example of on how to fight back again, I'm not talking about his infidelity that's none that's nobody's business that's nobody that's like between him and his wife that's nobody's business. So what I'm really talking about is the fact that he had the resilience to mentally fight back through that. I think that's that's like a so so much of a testament above and beyond anything else that I've ever seen. Cause I believe if Jack I believe Jack Nicholson actually did end up retiring. I mean, the Golden Bear won like, you know, a lot of tournaments, like he's the man. Um uh, but I think at the end of the day, and it might be another golfer, like I think like Hogan or something. At the end of the day, they found a way to kind of gracefully bow out or move out of that spotlight. And guess what ends up happening? We'll never know what they could have done. But you got an individual here that was literally being crushed from the outside and the inside and decided to make a strong comeback at it. That is a champion mentality. That is a never quit mentality. That is a winner. That is a real, real winner. Like I tip my hat to anybody who has come back from like ultimate defeat and like literally stayed in the race, stayed in the game and was like, I'm going to complete this. I'm going to finish this. Like that to me is the ultimate, um, that is to me the ultimate, um, uh, uh, style of what we actually consider a a a grill, uh, a real champion. Um, so I, I just think everybody should kind of take a page out of that book. Even with Serena, I mean, she went and got married, had the kids, you know, did all that. And she's coming and she's crushing it. And she's like, I think she might be almost 40 or she is 40. The body does something way different at that point that's when you start relying on your muscle memory to really kick in and help you get through that next level but i got to tell you something like i'm really loving what i'm seeing with these athletes because they're pushing me like i'm not dude i'm not swinging no golf club i'm not doing any of that but i can i can really say that dude i i get it like back problems like all the trials tribulations all the other things that have happened go get it, dog. Go get it 100%. So we have that same model and that same work ethic inside of our brokerage, inside of our real estate company, is that we always, and sometimes we got to carry our clients. Sometimes we got to be like, listen, you better not give up. And I tell my buyers that all the time because sometimes they get a little frustrated. The property ain't there. They got to fight for a property or, you know, the money that they need ain't really there. You really got it. Even though you can't see the victory at the other end, you got to believe that there's a victory there. You got to believe that the victory is yours. You have to believe that you have the ability to step into your power at the moment that you decide that this is yours for the taking, because it's not going to happen any time short of that, because there's people out there who believe that they can actually make it happen, that will do it. They will do it and they will keep doing it. And I'm one of those people. So I like working with my clients and I like advising them and telling them, hey, let's go after it. Let's go get it. Let's not quit. Let's not, you know, let's not poo butt out of this. Let's go ahead. And and now we're going to start calling. Let's, let's just do Tiger Woods. Let's just go ahead and do the Tiger. Let's go ahead and do that. And people are gonna probably be like, what do you mean? Let's do the Tiger Woods. Well, let's go ahead and get crushed and let's come back and show them that we're still going to win each and every time. So if anybody's interested in that Tim Grover book, um, I believe it's Unstoppable. I could be wrong about that. I I don't know that he has another book out, but give it a shot. Take a look at it. You'll get some pretty good tips on how not to quit. But definitely when you're getting ready to buy a home, sell a home, don't quit. Don't give up because there was some, some way, some reason it was placed on your heart to make a move in that direction. You have to be obedient and faithful, and you have to follow that ambition, and you have to move in the direction of your excellence and stop giving up short. Um, There's something I have written on my mirror, and it says, uh, never in a rush, uh, never uh, and never stopping short. And there's like two other sayings or quotes on it. But at the end of the day, you have to understand that there's got to be some patience and understanding with getting to the top of the mountain. It's one step at a time. It's not going to be a track meet. It's not going to be a sprint. It's very much a marathon. So you got to take your time, breathe in, breathe out, have faith, press through, believe that there's no mountain too high, believe that there's nothing that you cannot do, and you have to really just keep going. Doesn't mean Tiger didn't get tired. I'm pretty sure he was looking like, "Eh, I'm not sure I'm going to make a comeback from this. But guess what? He did it anyways. So I would look forward to each and every one of your comments. I'd like to hear what you think about the whole Tiger Woods situation. If you were for Tiger Woods, if you were against Tiger Woods, I like to get your comments, play them back live, and then kind of see how it goes from there. Whether you're whether you're on his side, not on his side, if you think part of his his marriage is your business or not your business, um, I personally err on the side of I don't think it's anybody's business but the two people that are involved with it. And if they decide they want to get divorced, that is completely up to them. But I like the comeback story. I think it's going to be one that's going to um, be spoke about for a very long time. And it's going to be compared to a a lot of other great victories where people were counted out and not even given a chance to possibly win at all. So this is going to be a big one. And uh, I hope he crushes plenty of records um, so much to the point where nobody else can even attain them um, in the next, you know, 30, 40 years easily. So I appreciate you guys for checking me out. I thank you for listening. This is Real Estate Matters. My name is Jermaine. I'm with the Robertson team at AZ and Associates Real Estate Group. We're looking forward to helping. Uh, we got, we're we looking at doing about 50 families this year. So keep us on track with that. And I think, uh, I think we'll hit that goal. I think we'll crush it. We're going to do a tiger. So God bless. Take care. And uh, thank you for listening.